To everyone in Southeast Louisiana, it is play by play coming to you live today on August the 1st. We start a new month today. Hope to have a fun show today. It's officially football season. We've got an NFL game this week. School is back in session this week. LSU and Nichols open up their fall camps this week. It is officially football season, and we couldn't be more excited for everything that's lying ahead. In the next 90 minutes, we're going to go to Tommy Minton at 1145, head football coach over at Vanderbilt Catholic. We're going to go to Tyler Lewis over at Terrebonne High School at noon. We'll chat with both of those guys about their respective teams. This week, I promise you, we're going to get some volleyball coaches and everything of the sort on as well. Um, we've got our weekend W's and L's at 1215. We're going to comb the headlines at 1230. Then we've got Brian Colley, South LaBouche High School Athletic Director, who'll be joining us maybe at 1245. Coach Colley's got a doctor's appointment currently. If he could shake out of there in enough time, he'll join us at 1245. If not, we've got our betting picks and everything. We'll be able to cover it and um, you know, get to the rest of the show. I want to thank our sponsors for allowing us to be here today. Southland Dodge and Homa. New friend building materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz off the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. And what about Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafourche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. Also, a reminder, join us on Saturdays at 10 o'clock for the Sports Corner, presented by Terrebonne General Health System with Stan Gravois and myself for the latest in local high school, college, and professional sports from your local sports experts, sponsored by State Bank and Trust Company. So, I'm going to do something a little bit different here today, and I'm promising y'all out front, a little bit later on in the show, I'm going to get really upset talking about this Deshaun Watson stuff. I think the NFL is a sham. I think that the way they're handling this is bogus, and I'm going to get very upset later in the show. We'll do that in our W's and our L's and maybe in our headlines or whatever it may be. But I'm going to do a little bit, something a little bit different in the first segment of the show. And then we'll maybe, you know, depending on how long or short it runs, we may talk a little bit of football. Today was the first day back for the local Lafouche Parish public school teachers. First day back in session, classes start Friday, but the teachers are back at it today. They're in the classrooms. They're you know doing their prep work and getting everything ready to rock and roll. And one thing that I wanted to do is just mention, and I know that this is a sports talk show, and I know that you know we're supposed to talk about football, basketball, baseball, you know, volleyball, all that good stuff, and we will do that later in the show. I just wanted to stress and emphasize just how appreciated those men and women across our school district are. Because teaching is an underappreciated profession. It's certainly an underpaid profession. And it's a labor of love. Those folks deal with a lot. How many of you all listening right now are parents? Okay. How many of you all that are parents have days where, you know, you're just over it. Kids may be misbehaving, cutting up, whatever it may be, you're over it. Okay, 
imagine having 25 children <laughs> and on those days where you're over it, you know, sometimes, you know, as a parent, you'll pass the child on to a grandparent or to an aunt or an uncle or cousin, take a little break, whatever it may be. As a teacher, you can't do that. Monday through Friday from August to, you know, June or May, or whatever, from 7.30 to 2.30, you've got to be patient with that child. You you know, you got to deal with it. You got to suck it up and you got to be fair and, you know, loving to every single one of the children in the classroom. It's not an easy job to do. So one thing that I wanted to do in this segment of the show is I wanted to personally thank everybody in the profession, men and women, elementary school, middle school, you know, high school, whatever it may be, everybody in the profession, my, my sincerest heartfelt thanks. And I also wanted to personally, and I'm going to try to think of all of them. I'm going to probably forget some of them. I wanted to personally thank all of the teachers that I had throughout the course of my career. I'm 35 years old. I could assure, I could absolutely positively assure you the newspaper work, the radio work, play-by-play work, the calling games on the radio, all that stuff, none of that would be possible without the patient love and care of the teachers that I had throughout the course of my academic career. Kindergarten, Miss Elaine Zell. First grade, Miss Ina Brune. Second grade, Miss Margaret Ducey. Third grade, Miss Martha Collins. Fourth grade, Miss Marilyn Emard. Fifth grade, um, Miss Beverly Schwest, Miss Christine Collins, Miss Angela Dewey, Miss Sandra Dufrin, Miss Reagan Lorraine. Uh, sixth grade, the same ladies. Uh, seventh grade, um, Mark Simino, Rebecca Como, uh, Monty Larille, Donna King, Mike Pierce, um, Troy Bychurch, Reggie Ezerman, Robin Rome. Evelyn and Selmy. Um, let's see who I'm leaving out there. Uh, Marcus Smith did some band. Uh, we go to eighth grade. Mr. Semino again. Um, Mrs. Chantel Schwest. Uh, Mr. Hennessy Melison. Mr. Michael Melison. Um, let's see. Going up and I'm, I'm visualizing the school halls for a second. Uh, Mr. Andre Constantine. If I haven't said Miss Evelyn and Selmy, I'll say her again. Miss Evelyn and Selmy. Uh, Mr. Dennis Dewey. Mr. Glenn Broussard. Um, let's see. And then my principals, Mr. Jesse Martin, Mr. Michael Collins, Mr. Alan Bouvier, Mr. Lonnie Roos. You get to high school. Madame Lafon. Miss um, Donna Berg. Mrs. Sharon Doucet. Um, Let's see. Um uh, Mrs. Oh, I'm forgetting the name. I see um, Mrs. Pat Dewey, Mrs. Connie Dewey, Mrs. Danielle Guidry, Mr. Milam, um, Mr. Kirby Collins, Mr. Becknell, Mrs. Bowman. Um, who else am I forgetting here along the way? Uh, Mr. Scott Sanamo. I said Mr. Milam a minute ago. I want to thank all of those amazing people along the way for helping me out throughout the course of the career. And I know, especially when you get to the high school levels, I'm probably forgetting a few, probably forgetting a few, but they are so much appreciated for everything that they've done for me and everything that they've done for a whole generation of folks along the way. So my sincerest, sincerest thanks to you all for being in the profession. Now let's talk some football. Um, It's August the 1st, so the high schools are getting into camp if they are not already in camp. South Lafouche and others are getting in there. They're rocking and rolling. 
they're going to be uh, opening up their camp today. You know, E.D. White and some others have kind of started in Thibodeau and everything they've gotten after it. Y'all, it's going to sound like a broken record. Uh, as I've said it many times, Stan has said it many times, I truly, sincerely believe this is going to be a fun season because there's going to be a lot of people um, in our area that are going to maybe be taken aback by how advanced some of the teams in our area are. We're going to have Tommy Minton on in the next segment of the show. I think Vanderbilt's going to be incredible. Vanderbilt's got a lot to replace on the defensive front, and that's not a great area to to be having guys to replace. Um, I've seen some of the kids there. They got some big boys, and I know that you know Brad Villavas was a great coach. I know Tommy Minton's a great coach. They're going to be coached up. And the thing about Vanderbilt is they've always got the SEC running back to fall on in high school, and you could run the football. It gives you such an advantage. Those 48-minute games are gone in a blur when you could control the clock and you could control time of possession and you could possess the ball for 60-70% of the game. The other team just never has the ball in a 48-minute game. In the NFL, it's a little bit different, right? No matter what, everybody's going to get the ball seven, eight times, nine times, ten times. In high school, you could shorten up the possessions to where, realistically, you could limit a team to only having the ball four or five times the entire game if you could control the clock right. And I think Vanderbilt's going to be in that mold. They're going to run the ball. They're going to be good on defense. They're going to tackle well. I think they're going to be exceptional. Tyler Lewis over at Terrebonne, kind of in the same situation. Or kind of, excuse me, kind of in a different situation. First-year team, we don't know what to expect. And how many teams in our area are we saying that about right now? South Lafouche, I don't know. Don't know what to expect. So many teams in our area right now, or in that spot where I could realistically say, yeah, that's a playoff team. I could also realistically say, yeah, things kind of got off the reels and it's not a playoff team. And that's unlike most years. Most years, you kind of have a really good idea going in what it's going to be. And that's just the football side of things. On the volleyball side of things, I think we're going to be awesome. <laughs> I think we're going to be awesome. And, you know, all the headlines go to what HL Bourgeois did and you know, they bring in Coach Didier and, you know, they've got Coach Verrett working with him and all the other great people that are involved in that program. Vanderbilt's always exceptional. You know, they've got a great team there. E.D. White's always exceptional. Some of our other public school teams, Coach Hamner, Terrebonne, they're always very, very good. You know, we forget about Assumption. We don't talk a whole lot about Assumption. They're kind of the, the, the you know, the snake laying in the weeds out there that we don't pay much attention to. Football and volleyball, both, they're very proficient. They've got a first-year coach in football, Coach Broussard. Volleyball, they got big, tall, athletic. They've always got an outside hitter. That's just phenomenal out there. So we're so much looking forward to that. And then most important of all, and I promise you I'm knocking on the wood whenever I say this, and you could probably hear me banging on the desk. This is boring a storm. Going to be a return to normalcy for our community, for our state, for our area, and everything of the sort. Because we have been just ravished by COVID, which delayed the start of the 2020 season and caused problems in the 2021 season. We were ravished by Ida, which caused problems in the 2021 season. We have lost family members and friends in many cases. We have had to deal with contact tracing. We've had to deal with you know, school, the kids being locked in the classroom. They can't have recess. They can't go to the cafeteria. You got to wear a mask. You got to do this on the bus. You got to do this. You got to do that. Social distancing, all the 
coin words that we're tired of, frankly, by now. They've all kind of disappeared now. And from what I understand on Friday when Lafouche Parish opens up their, their doors and the school year begins, it's going to be as normal as it's been since all of this mayhem and madness started. And I know that that's welcome to everybody involved because think about this, y'all. And we're up against the break. I'm going to get to Tommy Minton in just a second. For a high school senior, like kid who's about ready to begin their 12th grade year, they had their ninth grade year that was somewhat normal, and then everything else has gone to hell since then. They don't know what normal is at the high school ranks. For an 11th grader, a junior, their ninth grade year was chaos. That was the first COVID year. Their 10th grade year was chaos. That was the second COVID year plus Ida. A lot of these high school kids that we're talking about who will be starting at you know the highest levels, playing, you know, you're, you're starting quarterbacks, you're starting running backs, your receivers, your linemen, whatever it may be. They're going to be your juniors and your seniors. And they've really never had a, high, a normal high school experience. So you want that for them. In addition to that, we got a lot of coaches in our area that are first, second, third year guys who have never had a normal year and have never had a normal experience. So we've gone through hell and, and, and everything in between. And I just sincerely hope, God willing, goodness, I don't want to sound like I'm praying on the air, but God willing, we could keep those storms away and we could have a normal experience and everybody could just kind of exhale and forget about all the chaos and all the nonsense and all the BS that we've had to put up with the last 24 months and just go and catch the games and enjoy them for what they are, which is a display of the wonderful high school talent in our area. Let's catch a break on play-by-play. When we get back, we'll have Tommy Minton, Vanderbilt Catholic on the line. They're going to be really good. We're going to talk with him about his team in the next segment of the show. You're on KLEB. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Want to become a certified babysitter? Terrebonne General Health System is excited to offer super sitter classes. Participants will learn first aid and CPR along with safety, business, and basic child care skills. Classes are for ages 11 to 15 and will be held at Terrebonne General. Upon completion of the program, students will receive a two-year American Red Cross Babysitter CPR first aid certification. Our summer sessions are about to kick off. For class schedules and prices or to register, call 985-850-6204 or visit tghealthsystem.com. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control, safe, effective, guaranteed. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. 
When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafourche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus, the river parishes, too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. Home Health Services in South LaFouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health, where the sick, the elderly, and the homebound. Our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are the most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about Home Health Services from Lady of the Sea. Call 985-632-6900 for more information. Quality health care locally for you. You may think every weather app is the same until you see WeatherBug over deliver on so many layers. With more free map layers than any other weather app, WeatherBug warns you the moment lightning strikes near you, prepares you for your commute with road conditions, routes, and even cameras. With everything from pollen and air quality to severe storm risks, radar, and satellite coverage, WeatherBug prepares you for the unpredictable. Download the WeatherBug app, trusted by over 10 million users, today for free. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. We go to the phone lines for our first call-in guest of the show. That's Tommy Minton, the head football coach at Vanderbilt Catholic, who's on the line now. Coach, good morning, man. How are you? Doing great, Casey. It's football season, man. I was just talking about that in the first segment of the show. When that calendar flips to August, we know it's here, brother, and you guys are ready to you know get out there and you know do the final preparations before the start of your season in the coming weeks. How are things going over at Vanderbilt, man? Going well, going well. It's uh, you know, we kind of dodged rainstorms last week, but uh, you know that's part of this time of year. And, uh, but uh, the kids' work ethic has, has been really good. Uh, the attitude's been good, so uh, it's off to a good start. We we practiced all last last week. Uh, uh, couldn't put pads on. We'll put pads on today for the first time. But uh, uh, we're getting in the groove. One of the things that I know a lot of the teams do throughout the summer and around this time of the year is they'll have, you know, retreats or, you know, different things, you know, team-building things that they do. Do you guys do anything like that over at Vanderbilt Catholic to get the boys to be a little bit more together? Oh, definitely, definitely. I mean, we've done we've done some stuff throughout the summer. But uh, this week, this is uh, a week where we'll, you know, be pretty demanding on them time-wise. Uh, practices a little longer. Uh, after our practice Saturday morning, we'll do some uh, some team building stuff. We'll have a mass to kind of uh, end camp and begin season, you know. Uh, and uh, uh, Father Andre will also do that mass for us on Saturday. So uh, it would definitely, in, in that time of year, and doing those things, yes. Coach, you told us earlier in the offseason, said, hey, man, I lost a lot in my front seven, and we got to, you know, find some new guys there. How have they looked so far in your preseason camps? Well, you know, we, we've, got a, we've got some kids that got a lot of experience on JV. They got some experience in cleanup time on varsity when we were fortunate enough to have some big leads in some ball games. So uh, those guys are stepping up. Uh, they're showing good leadership on defense. I feel good about where they're at right now. You know, going to that first 
opportunity to, you know, line up against somebody else or a different color jersey. But uh, I feel good about what those guys are doing. I feel like this person we're not going to have a, a, a drop-off from last year. And, uh, I think the kids are anxious. They want to, you know, they want to uphold the tradition that was, that's been around here ever since defense. Yeah, no doubt about that. Look, man, one thing that is synonymous with Vanderbilt is good special teams play, man. You guys could punt it. You guys could kick it. You guys could return it. And you guys have won games there on that side of, of the ball. Tell us about your special teams this coming season. Is that going to be another phase where you guys think you might have an advantage at times? I, you know, I, I feel like, you know, when you, when you have a school with a good soccer program, you should be able to have a good place kicker. And, yeah. You know, we got one of the best soccer programs in the state here, so. Yeah, we feel good about our place kicking situation. So we got a couple, a couple of uh, seniors that will come out uh, from the soccer team that are going to help us there. I'm a little bit worried about the punting situation. We got a couple guys competing. Uh, I want to see us be a little bit more consistent there. But uh, I feel like uh, our coverage units and our uh, and our return units are, are going to be a strength to the team. Very good, coach. Uh, year two there over at Vanderbilt, man, you guys had a wild year one. You know, you start off the season, you're not even on your own campus, and, you know, all, all the madness there. Year two got, a, at least so far, and I'm not going to, what does I say, that got to feel like a little bit more normal than that first go-round. Well, you know, we we feel like hopefully that we can have some normalcy this year. And, uh, I, you know, we still are, we're still are fighting some issues over here from the storm. We don't have a locker room, and uh, we're supposed to get a temporary locker room put up, but uh, it's August 1st, and they ain't even started scratching the ground out there yet. So, uh, <laughs> so we, you know, we, we're still dealing with a few things. But, uh, you know, I can say this. Our coaches and our players, they've never batted an eye. They've never, they've never blinked. Uh, they just come to work and do what we're going to do to to put a product out on the field that can be we be proud of, and uh, that's to their credit. Yeah, very good. How many kids do you got? And I know numbers around the area vary from program to program. How many total do you have in the program right now? One hundred and eight. Wow. Okay. I mean, you got to be awfully pleased with that. That's a lot of kids, man. Now that's nine through twelve. That's nine through twelve. You know, we're we're gonna have a freshman team and junior team in varsity. And uh, we got 108 kids in the program, and twelve. So, I, you know, it's good numbers. It's just good depth, and uh, you know, if we keep those kids, and, you know, we got 36 freshmen. You keep those around for four years, and you develop them in the weight room, and all, and you know, that's how you build a program to sustain itself. Very good. No, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about your tailback, bro. He's getting all kinds of collegiate interest and everything of the sort. How's he looking so far to start his sophomore season? Oh, he's doing a good job. Uh, you know, he shows up to work every day. And, uh, you know, he, that's one good thing about him. You know, he hasn't let any of this affect his, his, his work ethic. He hasn't let any of this affect his demeanor. He still comes to work, wants to develop his skills, and uh, he's one card in the world. And, uh, he, he's getting better because of that. So one of the things I'm always curious, and I ask coaches about this often, especially coaches that are experienced and have been doing this a while, what do you do in the off season? Because, like, you know, to, to get better, I mean, because, you know, look, one of the things that, that you don't want to do is you don't want to go away from things that have been successful in the past. And, look, you've won a ton of games and you've been deep in the playoffs so many times, so you don't want to completely reinvent the wheel. But on the flip side to that, 
we often hear so much about how the game's evolving and changing or whatever, so you don't want to also lose sight of that. So as an older, experienced coach, how do you kind of juggle those two things? Well, I mean, we have certain things that we feel like carry over year to year. You know, conditioning aspects, strength aspects, uh, certain basics of your offense and defense. But you also have to, you know, look at the talent you have on hand and, and you have to take those things in order. You, you can't ask kids to do, do things if they're not physically capable of doing it. So, you know, that's where the evolving comes in. I mean, uh, you know, I've I, I played for state championships a couple of different times, and both times it was two totally different type of offenses. You know, in 2002, we were I, two-back team, and in 2010, we were in spread offense. And uh, so, I mean, you do what your offense and, and, and personnel, uh, you know, kind of dictates you do. But, uh, and that's why, as a coach, you have to constantly be going to clinics, talking to other coaches, and, and you know, just trying to pick up bits of information that will help you here and now. Yeah, I love that answer, man. Uh, very well spoken. Let's talk about this in the first segment of the show. You know, we were talking about, you know, some of the youth you have on defense, and I was, you know, bringing up the point is like, you guys got such a good staff there. You know, Brad and some of the other guys on staff, like, you guys are going to coach those guys up. Talk about the luxury it has. I think you guys, pound for pound, bar none, have one of the better staffs in the area, if not the best staff in the area. Uh, I mean, I love this staff. These guys, I mean, we work well together. Uh, when you look on the defensive side, having a young a, a young team, you know, the defensive coordinator, Jeremy Defiance, has been around a while, and he does a great job. And, you know, Brad Villavaso coaches the defensive line. Brad's been a head coach for over 20 years. He's coached at the college level. <clears throat> and you look in the secondary, uh, Tommy Boudreaux is coaching the safeties. Tommy T. Boos had 35 years coaching experience. And then you got a young guy helping him out with the corners. Brandon Patterson, he played and graduated. He played Nichols for a couple of years. And then at the outside backers, you got Chris Cryer, who's the son of Charlie, who we just brought on this year. Yeah. Uh, uh, and, you know, Chris has got a ton of experience. He played outside backer at Northwestern, played on the D line also there. And he's got a lot of successful coaching experience in the high school ranks. So, you know, those, those guys are going to get coached on technique and fundamentals over there on that side of the ball, and they can't help but get better with that type of experience coaching. No doubt. One thing that I was asking, I don't remember who it was, maybe it was Chris Duga a couple weeks ago, is just how much of this whole coaching game has changed technology-wise. And what I mean by that is, look, yo, 10, 15, 20 years ago, you guys were meeting up at gas stations and swapping VCR tapes or whatever, getting filmed. Now you do that on Huddle with the click of a mouse. Then I'm talking to... You know, Kyle is saying over at E.D. White, and he's buying drones and everything to film his practices. And, you know, you guys could film from so many different angles. And You guys have so much access to so much information now. I know it didn't used to be that way. Talk about how much that all has changed. Well, you know, it's, it's allowed us to really, really find our game plans. And you can, and I'll be honest with you, you know, I'm 61 years old, and technology has passed me by. <laughs> <laughs> I always make sure that I have enough young coaches that know their way around that computer left and right where I can get every report that I want. I can get everything that I need. And uh, I'll be honest with you. 
you can make your fingertips. You have access to so much stuff that used to take us hours and hours on the weekend to compile that you can get it with a push of a button now. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Look, man, you guys in the open are going to be taking on an old rival that you haven't seen in a while and a very, very good program at that. I know you guys are eager for that one, man. How to make sure that you're ready to go because you're going to be facing a hell of an opponent in week one. Oh, no doubt. I mean, anytime you play for a state championship, you know you have a good program. And, uh, you know, you look at the rivalry uh, between Vanderbilt and Eddie White, and that's been put off a few years now because of COVID and the storm. So, you know, there's a lot of anxious people on both sides from both programs that want to get this game played and uh it'll be an exciting night but you know we got a we got a lot of a lot of work to do between now and then to get ready for that moment uh that's just you know that's one moment in ten and we got a scrimmage we got a jam we we got weeks of work ahead of us and uh you know in order for us to put the best product on the field that night very good look my friend we thank you so much for the time we'll chat again soon okay thank you all for having me Yep, that is Coach Tommy Minton with Vanderbilt. They always say, coaches always talk about how much easier year two is compared to year one. Year one, you're in there, you don't really know the kids, and especially at the high school level, you're still kind of learning your assistant coaching staff because, look, you can bring in some guys, but some guys are inherited. You're learning about those guys. Then much less what Vanderbilt had to deal with, where you get in a new first-year guy, and then you're at another school. You're, you're playing a condensed schedule, and Year two is going to be much more stable. Again, knocking on wood as I say that for them, and hopefully they could have a little bit of a smoother ride, get that locker room built as Coach Minton was talking about, and get things back to normal. They're going to be really good. You know, he mentioned, <laughs> I forgot the Tibu is. That Tibu is a former, you know, coordinator. Like he's been coaching for a zillion years, 30 plus years. When he's your safeties coach, which, you know, no disrespect to any other safeties coach, but that's just like a position coach. Tommy Boudreaux would have the qualifications to potentially be a head coach if he would want to be. To have that guy coaching your your, your, your safeties, that's a big coup. And you have Villavaso on the D-line and all the other guys, they've got a great staff. They've got, as you know, in the in the old down-the-bias slang, they've got a buku staff. they got a lot, a lot of minds there. They're going to be in good positions. I think they're going to have a good season. It's play-by-play -play when we get back. Tyler Lewis of Terrebonne in the different situation as Vanderbilt, right? Vanderbilt's kind of... Been up there. They were one win away from making it to the state championship game last fall. Terrebonne missed the playoffs, but is trying to get back. Wax Coach Lewis how their camp has been going so far. It's play-by-play -play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. When your blood pressure is high and your amperage is low, have your batteries charged here and watch yourself go on the Rage and Cajun. 1600 AM and 102.7 FM. Make this the summer event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right ones should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram truck or van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belts and related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. 
Fleet Supply. Offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafourche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse. 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at dofriendlumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Dufresne difference. You have a pest control problem? Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. At Thibodeau Regional Wellness Center, we're improving the health and well-being of the region one person at a time. And this means more tea times, more play time, more time to do good, more fast time, and more once upon a time. Isn't it time you started living your best life? Change starts here at Thibodeau Regional Wellness Center. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. We start our lunchtime hour off by talking some football with Terrebonne High School football coach, Coach Tyler Lewis, who's on the line now. Coach Lewis, good afternoon, buddy. How are you? Good afternoon. How are we doing today? We're doing great. It is such a fun time of the year. Everybody's on the practice fields getting ready to roll with the start of the season near. I know it's super special for you because it's your first go around as a head coach. How are things going over at Terrebonne right now? Uh, everything is going well. Um, uh, we really f- focused down on our team building and, and growing as a team this off season, and uh, uh, I really think that we really accomplished that. I can't wait to see what we look like coming out in uh, full pads and then uh, this fall. How important is that? Because look, I-, I talked about this on the show a couple weeks ago. Kyle Lasang took his entire team, brought them to an independent wrestling show. The kids were cutting up, having a good time. Other people do retreats. You guys brought uh, the the military in to talk. You know, how important are doing those little things? Because, Coach, I I truly believe when it's 20 to 20 and there's three minutes left in the fourth quarter and everybody's tired, when you know that the guy lined up next to you truly does have your back, I think it does make a difference. Talk about what those little things like that mean. Yeah, those those little things really do matter um, at the end of the day. Um, Some people think it's tedious, but it does matter. Um, you, you think about what championship caliber teams look like. Uh, they act alike, they think alike, they work for each other, they fight for each other. Uh, no matter what's the circumstances, we're going to face adversity. Uh, it's gonna, who's going to pick up the next man? Who's going to pick up the next uh, teammate to ensure that we get these uh, victories? So the military came in with us um, during fall camp. Uh, we had the National Guards on, on a Friday. We had the Marines. 
on uh, Thursday, and it, it was just a great experience. Our kids love it. They work hard. Uh, so, like I said, uh, we just can't wait to see what it all looks like coming uh, this fall. Very, very good. Coach, how have the kids taken to you, man? I know kids are sometimes you know, maybe a little nervous about change or whatever. Have you had any issues, or how's everything I, been? Honestly, coming in, the kids wasn't, wasn't sure. Um, you know, they had a lot of uncertainties. Uh, losing a head coach, uh, going into a Christmas break, and then not getting another head coach until really getting out of the Christmas break was really rough. Uh, but the kids are loving it. They're ready. Uh, they, they, our guys are bought in, man. They, they love everything that we're doing. We have the, we upgrade our facilities. We, there's new paint everywhere. Uh, there's graphics that's being put on the walls, on the floor. Um, there's, uh, we have new uni, uniforms. Uh, so our guys are really accepting the, the challenge. We're, uh, and, uh, and, and I connect for much more. When, when people ask me, you know, Coach, how's it going? And I'll let you know I'm honest. Um, it's much better than I anticipated. Trust me, much better than I anticipated. I have a great staff. Um, they're like they're, they're they're adjusting to the staff. The staff is adjusting to each other. Um, so so it, it's real positive here. It's real positive here. Uh, I think our kids, man, they really bought in. You know, and you know, my my biggest thing is I I, I really I'm honest with them. I, I'm upfront. I keep everything upfront with them. And they know that, and I think they really appreciate that. So uh, our transition is easy. It's, it's, well, not really easy, but it's uh, better than most people anticipated, including myself. One of the top local officials told me last week here on the show that there's something like 40 or 50 guys short for the upcoming year, and he told me that it's not, it's going to be, you know, when games are moved to Thursday or Saturday and not if, you know, they're, they're just such a shortage. The question, Coach, that I've been asking coaches throughout the area, and the answers are varied. It's about half and half. That's why I think it's a good question to ask you is, would you prefer to keep a game on a Friday night, keep that tradition, but maybe be an official or two short, or would you prefer to have a full staff officiating crew and move the game to a Thursday or a Saturday? Well, that, that's, a, that's, 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 that's a great question. Um, honestly, um Working with a short week is, 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 is very tough to put a game on Thursday because now you only have a Monday, Tuesday, and a Wednesday. And not only that, you have to cut out JV on a Wednesday and a freshman game on a Wednesday. And we really need that type of work. Um, so, I mean, I, I'm going to be on the, on the Friday side. So, I, you know, I'm more on the Friday side. If I'm short two officials, uh, I, I, I'll understand that. Um, but, you know, in order for our program to grow and to get to where it's going, we're going to need JP games. We're going to need freshman games. Um, so we're going to need those Fridays, you know, and it's going to give us a, a better outlook of, of the ending result, which is playoff time for us, you know, coming out of district. You know, one of our goals is to win district and also uh, win a state title. Um, but we we have we need those JVs and those freshman games, so I'm, I'm gonna have to be a Friday guy. <laughs> oh, hey, look, I totally understand. I see both sides of the coin. It's an interesting debate. Um, talk about that because you guys were a younger team last season. I know you weren't with the program last year, but Gary played a lot of sophomores and even ninth graders in some situations. So those yeah. are kids who probably in a normal year would have been playing freshman or JV, but had to get thrown to varsity. Does yeah. that does that help them this year because they've experienced before, or is it a situation where like you're nervous because they didn't have a great experience, so you don't want, you know, like you wanted to play with confidence? Like, talk me through that. Well, I, I think I think it, it is going to work in our favor because we're still young. Those guys that played as freshmen are just just sophomores. Those sophomores are just juniors. 
Um, so uh, we're we're a very talented group, but we're still young. That that experience is going to help them really overcome some obstacles. Um, but bringing in the team building and, and, and the demonstrations that we did in the offseason is just going to help them mature just that much more. Um, so I, I, I think it's working in our favor. I, I, I really believe that our, our young guys are going to be ready. We also have a, a big freshman group. We have about we have 30 freshmen, 20, I'm sorry, 25 freshmen. And, you know, and we anticipate that number grow up just a little bit coming at the start of the school. So uh, we, we do have a young team, and I, I think by having those guys getting those experience time uh, after the storm, the games they did get in um, after the storm was major for them because now they know. Now they know what they expect. Um, now it's just us being a team and us executing um, our offense, our defense, and our special team at this point. So – what, if anything, do you know about the, the younger levels? And I ask this because, look, we had Andrew Cayouette on over at HL Bourgeois a couple weeks ago, and he said, hey, look, mm-hmm. what I got at Evergreen and you know, 6th, 7th, 8th grade, whatever it may be, they're loaded. HL Bourgeois is going to be in a good place for the next five, six years. Have you gotten to get a look at Terrebonne, like Homa Junior High? Have you gotten a chance oh, yes. to take a peek? And is there some talent that's coming up that hasn't made it there yet? Oh, yes. Uh, let me tell you, uh, uh, some people may not know, but I once was the athletic director at Homa before I left and got to went to West St. John. So I understand the dynamics of, of the school, but we're coming off of two back-to-back uh, um, parish championships nice. um, from, from that program. Um, and that's going to be big and major for Terrebonne together. Um, when I first got here in, in February, I was on Tehoma Junior High campus just about every day. I knew every freshman um, – Freshman, incoming freshman that's going to play football first and last name within two weeks. So that's beneficial to keep us, keep our kids coming to Terrebonne. Um, we also allowed them to work out with us this summer. Uh, we had some kids they they had practice. And they'll leave their practice and come get some working with, with my position coaches. Um, so uh, I, I I really it, Homer Junior High is a special place. Um, we have only the one that one feet of school. So um, we're really going to make sure that we we are in touch and brand on that campus. Um, we do have coaches that's teaching there um, that's on his varsity staff. So that's going to be major for us. So uh, the feeder school is everything. Uh, that's, that's the foundation to our program at Terrebonne. It's our feeder school. Week one, you're taking on South Terrebonne. That's a school that's a rival. And it's also in the same situation with the first year head coach. I think that's a big game for both programs. I know that you guys are ready for that one. I know they're going to be ready too. That's going to be a fun one right out of the gate. Oh yeah, um, we're excited about it. Um, I talked to Aaron a few times, and uh, we actually got an opportunity to do some seven on seven together here at, at Tom B. Smith Stadium. Um, they have a young group as well. Um, they're adjusting to everyone as well, and you know, you know, he's getting in the new uh, new staff as well. Uh, so it's gonna be interesting, man. And, and uh, it's, it's time to get back to normalcy uh, with football and everything, with them being displaced and Eleanor being displaced, and they're finally. I mean, they're not normal, but they're back in their own territory, their own home field, um, you know. So it, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be big for the community of Homer, uh, both south uh, and um, and the west of Homer, you know. So I, I'm, I'm, I can't wait. My kids are ready for it. Um, week one is, is big for us. It's going to be a big, big time for us because it's our first home game. And, and uh, I really think a lot of people is excited, man. Everybody, they're excited around here. Um, my kids already know it's a great day to be a Tiger. Every day is a great day to be a Tiger, but it's just not any Tiger. It's a Terrebonne Tiger. And um, Terrebonne, uh, they're ready. Our fans are ready. They, they're ready to just 
just to see the whole show. <laughs> yeah. So I, I might be a little bit more excited than them. <laughs> <laughs> I, look, I got to add to your little slogan there. I'm an LSU graduate. It's a great day to be an LSU Tiger as well, brother. <laughs> let, let, let's talk about this, my man. Um, we as you know, radio host and you know, analyst and everything, we talk so much about the quarterbacks. I got to ask you, do you have you know one guy solidified, or is it a situation where a couple of them are working at it in camp? Talk us through your quarterback position. Well, um, our quarterback, we have our returner, uh, Kyron Robinson, is uh, our returning starting quarterback. Uh, he's a senior this year. He's also team captain. He's voted team captain by the, the, the team. Um, so Kyron is going to take majority of that role. Um, he's been working real hard um, this off season, and um, we're real, really proud of the, the 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 steps he's taken. He's more vocal right now than than ever, um, so which is exciting. But we have a freshman that's right behind him that really challenge him every day. Uh, Owen Oliver, uh, he's a left hander. Um, he was the starting quarterback at Homer Junior High. Um, so, I mean, it, 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 they've been challenging each other um, coming in. At any moment, Owen can be ready to go. So um, both our quarterbacks are really good right now. Um, we're going to lean more on a senior um, going into the season. Um, but uh, we definitely uh, love what Owen is bringing to the table as well as a freshman. He, he, he's doing some major things for us um, as a freshman. He's also part of our leadership council. So our quarterback – uh, situation is real good. Um, I really want to get about two more guys <laughs> to have that group really competitive. Um, so we're working on that. We're definitely working on uh, finding a couple of more guys just to fill in those voids. Beautiful. Before we let you go, man, so much of the uh -huh. game is on special teams, my dude. You know, you got to be able to punt it. You got to be able to kick it. You got to be able to oh, return yeah. it. Uh, do you have some punters and kickers in place, man? Some coaches do, yeah. some coaches don't. What you got over at Terrebonne? Yeah, we, uh, we have a, a kicker, a soccer guy. Um, Axel Mangola, and Axel's a senior this year. Uh, he's going to take over the role of kicker uh, this year, uh, um, replacing Wyatt uh, Wyatt Gidry um, from last year who graduated. Um, uh, Owen Oliver actually is going to be our punter this year. He actually can boot that thing. Him and him and Axel really going to take a responsibility of that role. Um, so, uh, like I said, Owen is doing some major things for us as a freshman already. Um, but, yeah, those two guys for sure um, – really uh gonna take our uh kicking rolls very good thanks so much for the time buddy we'll chat again soon man keep up the good work no problem guys anytime yep that is tyler lewis with terrebonne high school doing a great job they uh he got some energy about him and i like that you gotta have that over at terrebonne you gotta keep the guys going because look that job and a lot of our local 5a jobs you're always pushing the rock up the hill and what i mean by that is you're always chasing the River's always going to have probably more talent than you. They're always going to have more enrollment than you. They're always going to have, you know, the higher expectations. You're always going to kind of be a little bit of the underdog, right? You're always going to be pushing the rock up the hill. You need that energetic, positive, optimistic leader in those types of roles. Because if you're negative and you're Deborah Downing and you're talking all day long whining about the things you don't have, it's going to eat you alive. Tyler's going to fit that program well. I love the energy. It's not going to make excuses. You know, hey, we got a deficiency. Yeah, Hanville got more kids than us. Destran got a higher enrollment than us. I don't care. We're going to make it happen. You need that type of youthful exuberance. He's going to do a good job there. Happy to see how their first season goes. Or excited to see how their first season goes, rather. Let's catch a break. We've got our weekend W's and L's in the next segment of the show. It's play-by-play -play on KLEB. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. 
Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Where opportunities are created, not waited on. That's the Danos difference. I've been here for 23 years. The opportunity for advancement within Danos was pretty evident early on in my career. They give you a lot of tools and training in order to learn the oil field industry. It's been an excellent ride for me. Join the team that does it different at danos.com. That's D-A-N-O-S.com. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your state farm agent has your back, too. Through good times and the not-so-good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe, effective, guaranteed. Looking to achieve a healthier lifestyle but have little time? The Terrebonne General Executive Health Program can improve your overall health for a lifetime in one visit. With little to no waiting, you get a whole year of wellness in one convenient location. Our preventative screenings increase your well-being by providing early detection against illness. With exceptional VIP service, you leave with a plan in hand to achieve a healthier lifestyle tailored for you. Call the Terrebonne General Executive Health Team at 985-850-6204 today. back here <laughs> i'm giggling at my own corny dad jokes i'm not a dad but welcome back as we're playing back in black here on kaylee b it's play by play that's a lame cheesy pun but anyway we've got our weekend w's and l's here i'm about to get fired up y'all i'm just warning you right now i warned you at the top of the show it's about ready to happen we're about ready to blow a gasket talking about the sean watson but first our first weekend w goes to professional wrestling fans Around the world, this was an amazing weekend to be a professional wrestling fan. You had SummerSlam out in Tennessee. Um, so much that we could talk about there. You got Logan Paul, who's doing ridiculous things. Logan Paul is a star. He was an undercard guy at this SummerSlam. He ain't going to be an undercard guy for long. Doing ridiculous things at SummerSlam. Fr- 
frog splash off the top rope onto the floor through a table. Acrobatics, like he's a hell of an athlete, unbelievably gifted. We could talk about Bianca Belair and the performance that she gave. <laughs> the return of Bailey. Uh, you could talk about um, what else can we talk about? Uh, the great tag team match, the Usos and the Street Profits. That was a whole lot of fun. But the thing that was the lasting impression and that left the lasting impact on this year's SummerSlam was the classic. And I ain't talking a good match here. I'm talking a great match, classic, between Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. We have seen Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar fight a zillion times in the last five years. So many times that when the match was announced, a lot of us were like, oh, God, we don't want to see this again. And we all understand that, right, the plan probably was for Cody to be in that spot. But, you know, things happen. He gets injured, whatever it may be. So we're all kind of nervous. Oh, again. And then there's, you know, after you get over that initial, you know, disgust, there it becomes, okay, all right, let's be open-minded. Let's approach this with an open mind. How are they going to make this match different than the others? Will it just be a suplex fest? Will it be a false finish, you know, match where it's, all right, Superman punch, cover one, two, kick out. Oh, German suplex F5, cover one, two, kick out. No. Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns beat the hell out of one another for about 20, 25 minutes on Sunday. There was theatrics. There was a tractor involved. They lifted the ring up off the ground. They were stiff, fighting in the crowd, breaking tables. Those guys beat the hell out of one another. It was an awesome, awesome main event to close out that show. Awesome. I don't know how many stars it's going to get from Dave Meltzer. I don't care about his opinion. He's wrong 99% of the time when talking about wrestling anyway. But that match there, I'll put up against just about anything that we've seen in the last year or so except Seth Rollins and Cody, the match that Cody wrestled hurt. And then the next night, you get a completely different style card. WWE was more the star power, the theatrics, the show, the spectacle. Then you get the Ric Flair's last match card, and it's more old school, in the ring, technical wrestling, good, hard wrestling matches. You know, that that was awesome, too. Went back and watched a little bit of that this morning. That was awesome, too. And for everybody out there, and there are a lot of people saying this, oh, what is Ric Flair doing? He's 73 years old. He can't wrestle anymore. He doesn't look the same. He doesn't work the same. Why is he doing this? Does he need the money? Like what? The goal of life is to live life without regrets and to try to win every day and to do things that you love to do every day. Yeah, Ric Flair's 73. Yeah, Ric Flair can't work like he did when he was 33, 43, or even 53. But he said he wanted to do this. It's not because he needs the money. He's in a very financially secure place. He's got a you know podcast that's going well, and you know he's involved with Conrad Thompson, and like he's got legends. He's doing well financially. He just wanted to do this. He didn't like the way his career ended. You know he left WWE, went do some crap with TNA. He didn't like the way it ended. He wanted to have some finality. If at seventy three he wanted to put in the time and train and everything and, and get this done. More power to you. And then for all the folks who are saying, oh, well, he could have got hurt, he could have got injured, he could have got killed. There's no 
other way that Ric Flair would want to go out than in a wrestling ring. If he wanted to take this risk and if he wanted the finality of closing his career on his own terms, kudos to him. Everybody wants to be able to rewrite their own chapter. Everybody wants to be able to tell their own stories. Kudos to him. Wrestling fans get a big W. This was an awesome wrestling weekend. Now let's get angry. Weekend L goes to the NFL. Standing as I get ready to talk about this. Deshaun Watson got suspended for six games. I'm still pissed off about it now. I saw it this morning, woke me up, I was angry. I'm still angry about it now. Deshaun Watson allegedly, and at this point when there's this many victims, I don't even know if we have to say allegedly anymore, but I will just to protect ourselves. Allegedly sexually violated upwards of 30 women at massage parlors around Houston throughout his career with the Texans. And the NFL gave him a six-game suspension. Guys have been suspended more for smoking pot. Guys have been suspended more for repeatedly targeting other opponents leading with the crown of the helmet, an action that happens you know, just naturally in the course of a game. Guys have been suspended more for betting a couple hundred bucks, a thousand bucks on like fantasy football, and it's considered gambling, thrown out of the sport. The NFL is a joke. The NFL is a hypocritical joke. This suspension should make every woman in the United States livid. Six games out of a 17-game season where the Cleveland Browns and the NFL knew that this was going to be the case. They knew this was going to be the punishment. They colluded with the arbiter. They have made the Browns schedule weeks one through six the easiest schedule in the NFL, giving them a soft, cozy landing spot. I'm not the parent of a daughter, but if I were, I would be devastated to see how this all shook itself out. You could violate someone sexually 30 times, and that's just what we know of, and then come out of that and get the largest contract in NFL history as a reward, and then come out of that and only get a six-game suspension. That is a joke. Women in the United States have to deal with so many challenges. On average, their pay is not as good as men. Okay? So the average woman who would be doing this job that I'm doing now or doing my reporter job that I'm doing now, on average, wouldn't be paid as well as I am just because they're female. On top of that, they have to deal with the issues of Sexual harassment in the office place. They have to deal with the issues of trying to be a mother and, you know, when do you schedule your maternity leave and all those different challenges. And then now we're basically saying that we don't even care about your rights at all. That's what the NFL is saying here. We don't care about you 30 women that have been sexually violated, that have been abused. We don't care about you as much as we do someone smoking a joint. That's absurd. Roger Goodell is the, I'm not going to say what I want to say because it's not radio appropriate. Roger Goodell took these suspensions. The whole argument in the NFL back in the day was, oh, Roger Goodell's got authoritarian power. He He's the jury. He's the executioner. You know, he hears the appeals. He makes all the decisions. He's a dictator. In this instance, he handed it off to an arbiter. 
and he took a situation that sucked and made it suck even more. I feel horrible for any female football fan that's out there. Horrible. Because you now have to watch a product that doesn't give a damn about you. It's absolutely terrible the way that this all shook down. Just six games. If there were one victim, if there were two victims, you could say, all right, you know, maybe that there's a misunderstanding here. Maybe, you know, the stories are not adding up. Maybe there's 30 victims. There's no way they're all making it up. Just a six-game suspension, less than what you would get for eating an edible after a game to heal all the pain that your body has after beating the crap out of yourself in an NFL game. You would get a longer suspension for eating an edible than what you would for sexually violating 30 women at massage parlors around Texas. The NFL gets an L. Deshaun Watson gets an L. And I, I will be rooting actively against the Browns the rest of that guy's career. And I'll say this. I was a big fan of his coming out of Clemson. When he was in the draft out of Clemson, and my old buddy Richard Fisher could tell you this, we were doing radio together at the time. I actively campaigned and said, hey, look, this dude should be the number one pick in the draft. Look at what he did at Clemson against Alabama, whatever. So I've, I've long been a fan. Not anymore. To be able to do this, not lose anything because of it. Yeah, he lost a season. Oh, yeah, he was still getting paid. Don't give me that crap. To lose a season and then come out of it and be rewarded with the largest contract in NFL history and only a six-game suspension, and it's a six-game suspension that'll be served while the Browns are playing lollipops and cupcakes because the NFL laid out an easy schedule for them at the beginning of the year to not penalize them too bad. Spare me all the talk of, oh, we care about equality, we want men and women to be treated equally, and spare me all the stuff that we heard after the Ray Rice incident the NFL showed its hand again. Ray Rice got seen on video knocking a woman unconscious and got a two-game suspension. That was a joke. And then they apologized. Oh, we're, we were so insensitive. We're not going to let things happen like this again. And then they just did it again. And the next time it happens, they're going to do it again. And the time after that, they're going to do it again. And you know why they're going to keep doing this stuff? Because you, me, and everybody else don't have the courage or the balls to sit and, and then not watch it on Sundays. The ratings will still high, still be high. The teams will still make billions and billions of dollars. And because of that, they don't have to change their policies. It's our fault. It's their fault, but it's also our fault because we don't turn off the TV. Weekend W goes to Tony Finau, who wins for the second straight week on the PGA Tour. Finau, for the second straight week, turned on the Jets and played exceptionally well down the stretch, uh, finishing with a... Wonderful round on Sunday. I'm trying to tell you the exact score that he shot on Sunday, but my computer's not cooperating. My computer felt the hot air coming out of my mouth just a minute ago and locked up on me. Finau shot 26 under par for the weekend, and on Sunday in the final round, shot a final round 67 to win the tournament, outlasting Patrick, Patrick Cantley, who finished second. I said last week, and I mean it, if Finau starts closing, he's going to be tough. He's always in contention, but he kind of wilts on Sunday. If he starts finishing the deal, he's going to be tough. Weekend L goes to the Angels. Um, there's talks of Otani going out. Mike Trout's injured. The Angels are, are a mess. 
they're not particularly playing any worse than what they have been recently, but just going through the headlines for the trade deadline and everything, I, it disgusts me that that team's not successful. It disgusts me the fact that Mike Trout is going to be the best Major League Baseball player of my generation, and he's likely not in anytime soon or ever going to be on a winning team. That's a shame. Weekend W goes to Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge is quietly, and I don't know how he's doing this quietly, but he's playing for the Yankees, which is, you know, the big market, you know, hoopla team, quietly putting together a historic season. He's got a chance to hit 60-plus home runs. He's already up above 40. When I saw that stat the other day, Judge got how many? Like, I, I knew he was killing it this year. I would have thought like 32, 30. No, he's up above, up above 40 home runs right now. And we're August 1, so if he has a big August, he has a big September, you know, hits 9, 10 home runs in each, he's got a chance to hit 60 home runs for the Yankees. How do you how do you do that for the Yankees quietly? He's doing it. He gets a weekend W on another big weekend. Weekend L goes to the PGA Tour. Live Golf had another event. <laughs> the Live Golf champion earned three, four times more than what Tony Finau did for winning. The Live Golf fifth-place finisher earned more than Tony Finau did. You could yap and you could you know cuss and you could complain about live golf. It's not going away, and the reason why, it, it the money that the players are getting is is a part right. There's no doubt about that. Read up, and we could talk about oh dirty money, Saudis this, Saudis that. Go look what those people are doing and how they're treating those golfers and their caddies. On the PGA Tour, the caddies are. Treated like indentured servants. They're not given access to much. Not Live Golf is flying them out first class. They're treating the caddies like part of the team. Those little things, those little amenities that are making things comfortable for the players in addition to the money is why Live Golf is going to overtake the PGA Tour in five years and become the golfing tour. You heard it here first. Weekend W goes to LSU football. They get another commitment. From a big four-star offensive lineman from St. Augustine. Remember my weekend predictions? I made a prediction they would get a commitment. It's kind of easy money at this point. They get one a week. <laughs> they, uh, they've been getting one just about every weekend. So they, in addition to that, they also have landed on the final four for the, the big receiver out of Catholic High, Sampson. So LSU recruiting is in a good spot right now. It's in a good spot. Um and I think that LSU is in a great position to keep the train rolling. They got 17 hard commitments right now. That number is going to fluctuate. That number is going to change. But Tyree Adams is the latest one of the bunch. And I think that LSU is going to continue to add to that. They may lose a few here or there. They're going to get Shelton Sampson, I hope, in the next couple of days. They're going to keep working on Derek Williams. We had Mike Scarborough on um, the Sports Corner Saturday. Said LSU is going to keep working on him. We'll see how it shakes out. It's play-by-play. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we'll go over the headlines. Whew. I could exhale. Could calm my nerves a little bit, get my blood pressure down. We'll be right back after this in KLEB. For nearly half a century, Tiger Ag Magazine has covered all things LSU sports. The 2003 National Championship with Coach Nick Saban. Tiger Rag Magazine was there. The 2007 National Championship with Coach Les Miles. Tiger Rag Magazine was there. And the undefeated season of the 2019 National Championship with Coach Ed Ordron. Tiger Rag was there with coverage from the practice field to the hoisting of the trophy. But in all these years of LSU sports moments, there has never been a more exciting time to be a Tiger fan than now. A new era has arrived at Tiger Stadium. Coach Brian Kelly has arrived in Baton Rouge with aspirations of grasping the one thing thing. that has eluded his illustrious career, a national championship. 
It takes hard work. It takes a commitment. Tiger Rag Magazine will be there every step of the way as Coach Kelly attempts to solidify his status in Louisiana immortality. Follow each moment with Tiger Rag Magazine on newsstands now online at tigerrag.com. When it comes to planning for the financial independence of you and your family, you just can't afford to be wrong. If you're within 10 years or less of retirement, the opportunities to adequately provide for your future are becoming less and less. We guide clients to make suitable investment decisions to pursue their goals once their earning years are over. For a confidential, no-obligation evaluation of your financial goals, contact me, Raleigh Galliano, today at 325-6500. Galliano Wealth Management Group, advice you can trust. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA, SIPC. Make this the summer event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right ones should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram truck or van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Set yourself up for success when planning your next event. Whether it be a festival, Mardi Gras rodeo, or outdoor music venue, Joe Septic Contractors knows that it's important to cover your bases well before the days of your event. Joe's Septic Contractors can supply 1810 3 and 2 stall restroom air conditioned trailers anytime, anywhere, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Planning an event? Visit Joe's Septic at bizcom.net with locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, and Reserve. You know weather bugs users when you see them. The umbrellas before the storm. The scarves before the blizzard. The flip-flops before the heat wave. The prepared few. Well, not so few. Over 10 million people use the WeatherBug app for hyper-local weather reports and real-time updates that prepare you for whatever happens next. With more free map layers than any other weather app, WeatherBug sees the unforeseen to protect you from the unpredictable. Download the WeatherBug app today for free. crack myself up sometimes <laughs> we are i just got done in the last segment of the show hollering and screaming about deshaun watson and women's rights and how i feel so bad about the women and then this plays next which is the theme song for vince mcmahon who was also a womanizer who was just forced out of wwe for the same thing Oh, I see you up there in the sky pulling some strings and making some funny things happen to, to us here on Play by Play. Let's thank our sponsors, Southland Dodge and Homa. Dufresne Building Materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz off the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. And Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. The MLB trade deadline would have normally 
been yesterday, uh, July 31st is usually the day that it is. But remember the season start date got pushed back because of the work stoppage. So this year it's August the 2nd, which is a couple days later. Um, so tomorrow at, I believe, like 4, the trade deadline will take place. Um, just had a crazy deal. I, I don't understand this, uh, but we've just had a really crazy deal break in the MLB. And I'll, I guess I'll talk myself into an opinion here as I go over the particulars, but the Milwaukee Brewers who are in first place, <laughs> the first place Milwaukee Brewers have just traded Josh Hader, their star closer to the San Diego Padres. In return, the Padres are giving up left-handed closer Taylor Rogers, lefty pitching prospect Robert Gasser, outfielder Estery Ruiz, and right-hander Danielson Lamette. Hader will be a free agent after the 2023 season, so they'll get him for a year and a half. Don't know what Milwaukee's doing. Maybe there was a, a personal issue with Hader. Maybe he wasn't well-liked in the locker room, whatever it may be. Maybe they like some of these guys that they got in the package. Taylor Rogers is not a bad player. You know, he's actually been okay at times this season for San Diego, but it's a closer-for-closer closer swap. Hader's much better than Taylor Rogers statistically, but he does have 28 saves, so I don't know. I'm not sure, and I don't really have a, much of an opinion, but the belief from Jeff Passan is this, and this is why I wanted to bring this up and talk about it extensively, is this. The Padres in the trade did not give up any of their main prospects that they've been talking about in a myriad of other deals. C.J. Abrams, Robert Hassel, James Wood, Jackson Morrell, they all remain as well as Mackenzie Gore. So the speculation from Jeff Passan, who's a prominent MLB writer and is so good at what he does for ESPN.com, could the Padres pull off a Juan Soto, Josh Hader, double switch? I don't know. That's interesting. Would the Washington Nationals want Josh Hader? Is he a guy that they're high on? So they, the Padres just said, hey, we'll go and get you know, Hader and, 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 and you know spruce up the pot. I don't know. Remember on Friday, I was of the belief, you know, oh, Soto's going to stay put. They're not going to be able to find a package for him. I was wrong. That was one of the weekend predictions that I bombed on because things have really started to heat up here. And now I, I've made a 180. I am of the belief now as we circle around to Monday and we get 24 hours away from the trade deadline, I think he's going to go. I think Soto's going to go tomorrow. There are rumors out there that there are three primary suitors for his services. The Seattle, oh, excuse me, the Seattle Mariners the San Diego Padres, and the St. Louis Cardinals. Over the weekend and researching and discussing the different topics, I've been told or have read, I haven't been told, but I have read that of the MLB-ready packages and of the MLB-ready guys that are being offered, guys that could come in and be slid right into Washington's MLB lineup today, the best package is probably St. Louis. But... If you're looking at the combination of MLB-ready guys here or there plus form system guys who will be ready a year, two, three and down, years down the line in the future, the Padres and Mariners have probably the better packages, and it's going to just be uh, what does Washington prefer? Do they want to get you know a handful of guys that they could stick into their lineup or their pitching rotation or whatever it may be? then go in the next offseason, spend a bunch in free agency and try to be competitive next year? Do they want to do that? Or do they prefer just making this a little bit of a longer-term rebuild and trying to do like the Astros and the Braves and 
maybe not be good for two, three years, wait it out, wait on these kids, and then whenever you're ready, you're really ready and you make a huge leap. Because that's what Atlanta and Houston did. Atlanta and Houston went from being awful to being really good right away just by getting tons and tons of prospects and you know it wasn't a gradual rebuild, getting a bunch of prospects and then when they all matured at the same time, the stock went from a penny stock to you know Fortune 500 stock overnight. Or you could do it more gradually, and you could just slowly sign veterans to go with the young guys and go from maybe 60 wins to 75 wins and 75 wins to 84 wins and 84 wins to 91. You could do it more gradually. It's going to just be depend on what, what Washington thinks they could do. And I could see it both ways. I mean, look, they, they're getting rid of Juan Soto more than likely, but they still have guys like Strasburg and Josh Bell and you know, Corbin is not anything to build on anymore, but they still have that big contract there. So, like, they have a veteran quarter where – if they want to rebuild it with the you know the more veteran approach, I could see where that would make sense too. But tomorrow, if you're a baseball fan, this afternoon, tonight, tomorrow morning, and tomorrow afternoon are going to be extremely exciting. Extremely exciting. You're going to see big-name guys around the sport get thrown all over the place. There are whispers from experts, Jeff Passan being one of them, you know, Buster Olney, all these other guys around the sport saying this is going to be one of the most active trade deadlines that we've seen for a variety of reasons. A, the expanded wild card, which means more teams are in contention. B, the teams that are not good have actual pieces that other teams would want. Some years, the bad teams have no redeeming qualities and there's nothing that you want to poach from their, you know, their carcass. This year, that's not the case. The A's are awful. The A's have some good starting pitchers other teams want. The Nationals are awful. They have Josh Bell and Juan Soto that teams would want. And some of the other teams that are not any good have redeeming qualities. And guys, Boston is looking to maybe sell. Last rumor that I'd heard. They've got some good players there. They've got some guys that other teams would want. So I think the deadline is going to be scintillating. I think that there's going to be a lot of movement. And there's always going to be these random, weird, awkward trades that are going to leave you scratching your head. Like, for instance, over the weekend, Castillo goes from Cincinnati to Seattle. Okay, you could see that. I don't necessarily think Seattle's super close to contention. I think that if you go look at what they've done against Houston in the last since the All-Star break, you know, you lose a series and you kind of get beat up your way back in the standings. I, I don't think that they're as close as maybe they realize. But I could see where they would want to try to get in and make something happen. I get that. But the rumor on the street, y'all, was that the runner-up for Luis Castillo was the Texas Rangers, which is random. Like, imagine if that headline would have broke. Oh, Luis Castillo traded to the Texas Rangers, who are 46 and 55. So there's always these random moves that kind of leave you, you scratching your head. Scott Efros, by the way, in addition to that, also got traded today from the Chicago Cubs to the New York Yankees. The Cubs continue to gut and sell their roster. They traded Chris Martin another reliever to the L.A. Dodgers over the weekend. Today, the Washington Nationals made a trade with the Atlanta Braves, giving Eddie Adrianza to Atlanta uh, for just a form-hand Trey Harris, a low-level prospect. And in addition, the Atlanta Braves designated Robinson Cano for assignment. Robinson Cano is awful. The couple weeks that he was with the Braves, I was constantly telling all my buddies, he doesn't look good, his swing is slow, he doesn't feel well. It was time. He's done his time. He's 39 years old. Eddie Adrianza will come into Atlanta and fill in that second base role with uh, you know some of the other pieces there while waiting on Ozzie Albies to get back. I think Atlanta is going to be active tomorrow. I think St. Louis is going to be active tomorrow. I think the Padres will be active tomorrow. 
Seattle, New York. There's going to be pieces flying everywhere. It's going to be like a food fight. Have you ever seen a video of a food fight where you really can't make out what's going where, but you just see like almost like cloud of dust because all the food's being thrown up in the air? Guys are going to be flying all over the Major League Baseball tomorrow. It's going to be a big food fight, and I can't wait to see how it shakes out. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to wrap up today's show. Hope everybody's enjoyed today's show. We're going to get three betting picks next segment here on Play by Play. We'll be right back after this. For nearly half a century, Tiger Rag Magazine has covered all things LSU sports. The 2003 National Championship with Coach Nick Saban. Tiger Rag Magazine was there. The 2007 National Championship with Coach Les Miles. Tiger Rag Magazine was there. And the undefeated season of the 2019 National Championship with Coach Ed Ordron. Tiger Rag was there with coverage from the practice field to the hoisting of the trophy. But in all these years of LSU sports moments, there has never been a more exciting time to be a Tiger fan than now. A new era has arrived at Tiger Stadium. Coach Brian Kelly has arrived in Baton Rouge with aspirations of grasping the one thing, one thing. that has eluded his illustrious career, a national championship. It takes hard work. It takes a commitment. Tiger Rag Magazine will be there every step of the way as Coach Kelly attempts to solidify his status in Louisiana immortality. Follow each moment with Tiger Rag Magazine on newsstands now online at tigerrag.com. Simply free. Don't those two words go together nicely? Especially when they describe the very best in daily money management. At SL Bank, our Simply Free checking account provides you the tools you need to manage your account and to make life a little easier. Want to know more about Simply Free checking? Just talk with us today at SL Bank. Member FDIC. RTC, ETEL, and Vision have always led the way in communications. A network built for every possibility. Internet, TV, voice, and security. And now, we're moving faster than ever before, propelling us forward into the future. That's what we call revolution. And the revolution is closer than you think. RTC, ETEL, and Vision are now Rev. New name, same company. Learn more at letsrev.com. Today's Medical Minute is provided to you by Thibodeau Regional Medical Center. Hello, I'm Billy Nakian, the Director of the Spine Center of Excellence at Thibodeau Regional. Have you had a recent neck or back injury, or have you been suffering with recurrent neck and back pain? Have you been searching for relief? Thibodeau Regional has developed a unique approach to treating neck and back disorders. The Spine Center of Excellence provides a comprehensive, patient-centered approach to ensure that you receive the right care at the right time from the right provider. The Spine Center is different because it offers centralized access to multiple specialties and services. Patients and their referring physicians are led by a nurse navigator through a process of assessment and treatment, individually tailored to the patient's unique condition. In addition to total care coordination, the Spine Center's comprehensive services include everything from high-tech diagnostic imaging to physical therapy, surgery, alternative medicines, and chronic pain services. If you're experiencing back or neck pain, call today. 985-493-4501, the Spine Center of Excellence of Thibodeau Regional will put you on the path back to your normal routine. This Medical Minute was sponsored by Thibodeau Regional Medical Center, nationally recognized for providing the highest level of quality care and patient satisfaction. 
Since 1948, that's 74 years, Hilaria Brothers has been in the commercial fishing and shrimping supply business, stocking large selections of 12-volt electrical and hydraulic single and double drum winches and hydraulic motors with brakes, beltless clutches, and pumps with brackets. They also carry hydraulic stainless steel skimmer winches, hydraulic valves, and hydraulic steering for up to 65-foot boats. Also a huge assortment of crab traps and crab trap wire, stocking nylon plastic and knotless webbing. You heard about that new webbing, Platina Knotless Dynamic. Alera Brothers also stocks shark tail netting that's reinforced with stainless steel wire. They stock four different sizes of galvanized stabilizers, also stocking a large variety of fiberglass cloth, including resin gel coat and other supplies needed for fiberglassing. Lost an anchor? Alerio Brothers stocks anchors from 5 pounds to 100 pounds. Visit Alerio Brothers before the season begins. That's Alerio Brothers, 894 Avenue A, West Wego, online at alerioBros.com. One more segment to go here on play-by-play. We thank everybody for their time. We'll be back at it tomorrow. I know I've got a commitment from Kyle Lesang to join us later in the week. We tried to get Kyle on today. He had a a meeting or an appointment or something of the sort. He couldn't join us. I know we're going to get Brian on it sometime this week. If he couldn't join us today, I know that he's going to want to join us sometime during the week. Um, and then we're going to keep the train rolling, talking some football, and you know, I, I promise you guys some volleyball coaches as well. We're talking about the MLB trade deadline. By the time we do the show tomorrow at 11.30, um, there should be a, a lot of moves that have been made. i got a feeling a lot of the activity <clears throat> is going to begin tonight and spill in overnight, and then early tomorrow morning we should have a lot of trades to report on. But here's our betting picks, y'all. Um, we've been pretty good uh, as of late over on Patreon. Let's see. Let's do the math. Three, six, four. We've been ten and two, ten and five in our last three days over on Patreon, uh, so that's heck. That's double the wins as the losses. So we'll take that. July, I ain't gonna lie. July was a break-even month. It was not a <laughs> overly profitable month. It was about a break-even month. June, though, for us was an extremely profitable month. June, we did exceptionally well. Um, hell, uh, twenty-seven units won, I believe, was the final tally. Which for a month, I mean. You do the math, 30-day month, 27 units up, that you're winning a unit a day, that's uh, that's pretty good. So we have done really well out there. And look over on Patreon, we're going to start uploading videos and, and photos of the high school and middle school football and everything of the sort. So if you're not there, go get there, and I'll give you some more details about that later. i got to get you some betting picks. Um, today, I like the Mariners to cover the run line plus one and a half today against the New York Yankees. Marco Gonzalez is throwing for Seattle against Domingo Herman. Herman in a couple of starts, has given up a bunch of runs. He's got an 8.22 ERA, 11 hits in seven and two-thirds innings, three home runs allowed. I think Seattle's going to hit him a little bit and stay close. I think the Yankees may win, but Seattle's going to cover that line. Let's go also in the MLB. Uh, let's see. Over eight runs between the Astros and the Red Sox. The, the Red Sox can't pitch. The Astros get hit it a little bit. And Houston also isn't throwing one of their best arms with Luis Garcia and a 3.81 ERA on the mound. Boston's offense is depleted. They've got some guys out with injury, a lot of guys out with injury. But I think that facing um, uh, uh, Garcia, who gives up some walks and some hits, the Red Sox will get a few, the Astros will get a bunch, and I think that this one will go over eight, which I don't think is enough of a number there. The last one that we're going to choose today is going to be out west, where I'm going to go... Under eight runs today between the Dodgers and the Giants. 
Logan Webb is throwing for San Francisco. He's got a 2.91 ERA on the season. He's excellent. Facing Andrew Heaney, or Haney rather, for the Dodgers, who's got a .47 ERA on the season. Haney's exceptionally good. The Giants offense is not good playing the game in San Francisco at night. You're going to have humidity and the wind blowing, and it's heavy air out there. It's hard to hit it out. Even with the Dodgers' powerful offense, I think we're going to see an under in that ballgame. Thanks to everybody for listening. We'll be back tomorrow. We should have Stan tomorrow for our Terrible and General Tuesday. We'll try to get Kyle LaSang lined up and everything of the sort. Thanks to Tyler Lewis and Tommy Minton for their time. Thanks to you for your time. Stay dry, stay hydrated, all that good stuff. God bless you all. Thanks so much for being part of our uh, play-by-play family. Keep the radio dial on KLEB, y'all. We'll be back tomorrow. Stop.